Well, there's a war of words, a very interesting one happening right now between the U.S. President Donald Trump and, of course, Dr. Fucci with Donald Trump just recently retweeting someone that had hashtag fire Fauci. Yes, that's happening right now. Me and Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, will be getting into this and a lot more in this particular video. But yeah, it's it's kind of uh, interesting. And, and I'll be honest, a little disappointing to see during this time these two very public officials kind of go at it. And I wish we could, we could kind of let a lot of that go and, and focus on, you know, the, the problems, focus on helping a lot of people who are in need right now. But no, there's there's the war of words that are happening right now. Uh, Tim, do you want to introduce people to what happened and what's going on right now? Yeah, thanks, Luke. So we have uh, Fauci right now is on the hot seat. I mean, I guess you know, anyone in Donald Trump's spheres, you know, pretty much you're always on some, some sort of degree of hot seat. But we have an article right here from Axios, and it says, what Dr. Fauci has coming. And President Trump retweeted a tweet on Sunday night that concluded time to hashtag fire Fauci, which could unleash some controversy, conservatives simmering, I'll say fake conservatives simmering suspicions about Dr. Anthony Fauci. What they're saying, the White House pushed back on media speculation that Trump may fire Fauci on Monday afternoon, calling it ridiculous. The media chatter is ridiculous. President Trump is not firing Dr. Fauci. The president's tweet clearly exposed media attempts to maliciously push a falsehood about his corona about his China decision in an attempt to re rewrite history. It was Democrats in the media who ignored coronavirus, choosing to focus on impeachment instead. And when they finally did comment on the virus, it was to attack President Trump for taking the bold decision, decisive action to save American lives by cutting off travel from China and from Europe. Dr. Fauci has been and remains a trusted advisor to the president. And then going on to say the state of play, Fauci, who has been advised to six presidents and held high government office dating back to 1984. And so we could take a look right now at Luke Radowski, who is wearing the 1984 Make Orwell Fiction shirt. Again, that wasn't even necessarily planned to uh, have a plug in there for that, but it does work. Uh, but yeah, he has also been named by New York Times as the most trusted man in America. And rising celebrity is always dangerous to, to Trump's uh, advisor. I know Luke is chomping at the bit here to get in here. Well, well, the media was was making up this conflict just a couple of days ago, saying, why is Fauci miss, missing from these meetings? But obviously, there, there is some clear tension here. There's a lot of people bringing up Dr. Fauci's past, showing him pictured with, of course, Bill Gates, David Rockefeller, and other people. But that's a whole nother story. But I just want to go into the particular tweet that Donald Trump retweeted. Let's pull it up and let's read it here because this is what Donald Trump sent out to everyone following him on Twitter as an official kind of announcement. But he said, this is the tweet here. Fauci is now saying that had Trump listened to the medical experts earlier, he could have saved more lives. Fauci was telling people on February 29th that there was nothing to worry and it, was, it, it, and it posed no threat to the U.S. public at large. Time to hashtag fire Fauci. To have Donald Trump retweet that is very interesting. But of course, a lot of people inside the White House are saying, no, no, this is just him highlighting some of the fake news out there. Now, yet again, we have to understand here that there was warnings. There was intelligence briefings all the way back in November. In November, warning about this. There were individuals who knew a major economic storm was coming. Some of them were 
senators on intelligence committees that sold a lot of their stocks before, of course, we had this economic calamity. But Donald Trump, with his uh, with this retweet, he also wrote the tagline, quote, sorry, fake news. It's all on tape. I banned China long before people spoke up. Thank you. Now, the truth matters here, but we do have to understand here, uh, Donald Trump knew about this all the way in November. Donald Trump and the government did say that this is just the flu. It's going to be contained at 15 people. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, weren't taking it seriously. Now, now, how it's being dealt with right now with the bigger, larger ramifications, especially with a lot of the projections being wrong, is also important to understand here. But at the same time, as the mainstream media criticizes Donald Trump for not taking this as seriously as, 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 uh, as some people were, we have to understand the mainstream media, by and large, was also doing the same thing. The mainstream media was running with headlines saying that it was just the flu, that this is nothing to worry about, and that it's somehow racist or xenophobic to have a travel ban. The World Health Organization also issued similar statements, and Donald Trump was criticized by the mainstream media for restricting travel to China. Which, which, again, he touts as a good thing. And overall, looking at the situation, it is good. But this is something worth considering because, again, at, at the long kind of understanding of this, a lot of the predictions were wrong. And even Dr. Fauci admits that he was given incorrect information from the start. So, again, for me, this entire situation spells out as everyone was wrong here. And there shouldn't be any finger pointing about who was wrong. There should be some good actions or maybe just stepping away, committing bad actions, which the government's good at, to deal with the current situation yeah. that we're in. So in my opinion, everyone stepped in doo-doo here. Everyone made a mistake. How about we just stop making mistakes and stop making really bad government mistakes like giving Wall Street a bailout with the Federal Reserve? I think that would be the best logistical move here. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree with this. But, you know, when it comes to Fauci, I mean, it's my opinion that this guy is a complete stooge of the globalists and that he is there for, to have a certain mission and that he is not a good guy by any stretch of the imagination. And, but on the other hand, too, I mean, all these you know liberals want to come out and say, and I'll say fake liberals, just like I'll say fake conservatives want to come out and you know uh, you know try to jump on the president for this when you know nobody was really taking this seriously. But you're also getting a lot of bad information. So right now we're seeing a article from Zero Hedge where it says Fauci admits U.S. was given incorrect information from the start, and it says you know I don't know where the missteps went. And actually, you know what I'll do is I'll play a tiny bit of this clip from uh, Jesse Waters' world. I know Luke won't be able to hear this. So missteps went. The only thing I know what the end result was that early on we did not get correct information and the incorrect information was propagated right from the beginning because you know when the first cases came yeah it's saying that the that the cases early on that were that information that was propagated was false information and so now you know Fa you know fauci and then the the video then goes on to say that initially china was saying oh it's just going from you know bats to humans it's, it's only going from animals to humans it can't go from humans to humans well i mean who's the ones making all, all these decisions it's the centralization of power whether it's the chinese government whether it's the world health organization whether it's the united states government the answer the problem is the government and that we're relying on all these other people instead of you know there's even like, uh, you know, certain testing that can't be done because of regulation. Oh, and then by the way, don't wear a mask. Now I, th I, th you know, there's, 
I think you know you and I are somewhere you know in agreement and also in disagreement that you know you don't think that Fauci should be politicized during this. Well, I think that Fauci's entire job there up there, I'm not even sure what his role even is, uh, some sort of National Institute of Health uh, director of some some sorts. But I think his role is to be up there as a stooge, as a tool for the globalist, and to basically to take advantage of every crisis and let you know not let any of these crises go to waste. Is my opinion on this. Well, he's representing representing the federal government. And we, when we look at the federal response here, um, one thing that I would would kind of say is good is the fact that the federal government is stepping out of it and it's letting a state decide what they want to do and what kind of restrictions and implementations they in themselves want to do. So if you're a big states' rights activist, you're you're seeing what the federal government's doing, and and, and it's you know I, I would I would kind of commend it because every situation is different, and the, the scenarios that are unfolding here are very unpredictable, and we have to treat this by a case by case basis uh, moving forward. But again, when we looking when we look at Overall, I think everyone messed up here. I think there's, there have been a lot of mistakes here. And instead of just you know blaming that person or this institution, let's stop blaming people and let's make sure we get out of this uh, in, in a proper way. Now, now, of course, seeing comments like this by Donald Trump saying that he made Tony uh, Fucci a star, I mean, okay, that's not here or there. That doesn't have to do anything with Wall Street literally robbing us blind right now getting secret bailouts by the Federal Reserve. That's that's an important issue. That, that doesn't deal with the possibility of food shortages happening soon. That doesn't help with the possibility of more people potentially dying from this because of the economic consequences than from the original sickness, okay? We have to understand the, the response here, we, we, we could be here all day talking about how people made mistakes, but that's not gonna solve our problem. What I think should be done moving forward is that it should, should be taken by an individual state by state, cities by city basis uh, moving forward. When we see places like New York City, you can't implement the same laws in New York City as you would in Idaho. Um, that just absolutely doesn't make sense. There does need to be more public education. There needs to be awakening up of our manufacturing sector, which has been siphoned off by the Rockefellers to be in China for cheap Chinese slave labor. We can no longer depend on cheap Chinese slave labor for our medical supplies and shouldn't depend on them for a lot of other stuff. And we should take this as an opportunity as a big wake-up call because we still don't know if it's going to be 60,000 or more people or whatever that are going to be, of course, severely affected by this. And with that trajectory, with this still unpredictability and, and talk of one wave and second wave and third wave, um, to me, this is a big distraction, in my opinion. That's how I see it. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that we're talking about, you know, we shouldn't be using Chinese slave labor. I mean, why are we using any slave labor from anywhere? And I think, you know, obviously, you know, everyone watching this and yourself agrees with this. But now we're seeing, you know, articles where they're, I don't have it on screen now, but we have, you know, debt slavery coming back into India as all these poor farmers, everybody don't have the basically means to get by. So they now they need to borrow money. And now they're going to be in this indentured servitude. But the bigger issue is the fact that all of us are in some sort of indentured servitude because we are forced in America to use the dollar. Yes, you are forced to use the dollar. Dollar, that dollar is then not even a dollar. It's a Federal Reserve note that is privately owned by the Federal Reserve, which is a private institution that they get all the profits. If there's losses, we, the people, end up getting the losses as the treasury. And so we are all high-tech slaves uh, basically living in this you know, uh, you know, know, serfdom right now. And, and that is the bigger issue. And I completely agree that more people are going to die as a result of this economic fallout. And then, you know, other people that, uh, you know, we've got actually stuff over here from, uh, what is it, Dr. Ron Paul, former 
Rep. Ron Paul calls on Trump to fire Fauci, says some are trying to have total control over the people. And I don't think I told Luke that this was coming up, so I'd like to see his reaction on this one. But we coming up from Dr. Ron Paul, he should be fired. But if you don't do it in the literal sense, the people have to fire him, Paul said. They have to fire him by saying he's a fraud. The plan that they have is when things are getting back to normal, people can return to their work. And when they do things and they go to the golf course, if they get a stamp of approval, Paul said, your liberties are there if you get a proper stamp for the government. It's an excuse to have total control over the people, Dr. Paul said. And so uh, I didn't tell Luke that that one was coming up. But, well, this know, is Fauci's plan. Fauci was talking about a digital health certificate that, of course, Donald Trump uh, and uh, also the U.S. Attorney General Barr said it would never happen. Uh, so the Attorney General just came out and, and told Fauci that, uh, yeah, this digital certificate thing, um, nope, not going to happen here in the United States. So again, very interesting. Well, I mean, if I had a dollar for every government. time, if I had a dollar for every time, you know, someone from the government said something wasn't going to happen and it ended up True. happening, you know, I could be retired by now. So, you know, yeah, so. Of, co- of course, I'm just saying what they officially state, what they officially stated in response to that. Now, now this, and I bring that up because when you look at the federal response, if you look at Donald Trump, I mean, he's in a particularly tough position and he's in a lose lose situation because again, if he overreacts and shuts down the economy, more people will die from the economy downturn. If he doesn't take this seriously, and let's say that this sickness affects way more people and kills way more people, everyone's going to blame him. So he has to tread very carefully, and he is not in a good position. I don't see the federal government um, gaining uh, you know, a lot from this. I do see state governments uh, kind of have a more heavy-handed approach do too much, which is just ridiculous. But overall, I, I don't see just, uh, you know, the Fed, the federal government, I see the Federal Reserve benefiting from this greatly. But uh, as far as Donald Trump, I, I, I don't think he has a lot to gain from this entire oh, situation. I, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Donald Trump, I don't, I think was in a lose-lose spot from day one, which is why the very first podcast I ever made, I was an official podcast, was the week he was elected. And I said, listen, he is in a rock and a hard place right now with the Federal Reserve, that if he comes out, exposes what's really going on, exposes why this is a big, fat, fake uh, economy like he was when he was running, he's going to get crucified. The economy will tank because people really know what's going on and he'll get the blame. But if he goes on and tries to keep the stock market going up, eventually they're probably going to pull the rug from him. This was all episode number one, meaning that it was the most important thing I thought in the world to possibly talk about. And so I'm not over and people are commenting, oh, you're just butthurt because you're not as popular anymore. If I wanted to be popular, I wouldn't have, I would have wished Hillary Clinton would have gotten in there because that would have made me more popular. It was not popular for me to have to go on principle. Sorry, Luke. Yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of bring up the, the point that, again, I want to commend two, you know, uh, two figures here, uh, Donald Trump and Andrew Cuomo, both individuals that I don't like. I don't agree with their policies. I'm not fans of, I'm not supporters of. But when you look at the New York governor pushing back against martial law, when you look at Donald Trump stepping back and allowing states to do whatever they want, uh, you, you could see someone else in there. You could see an Obama in there or a Hillary in there or even a Bush in there. But how do they push would, back against martial law in New York? I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not actually familiar with this. New York, well, the Mayor de Blasio uh, of New York City was talking about this is going to be the end of days. This is going to be 
a major crisis. We need to enact martial law. Martial law needs to happen. A lot of other people were saying we need full military. We need full control. We need a full quarantine. We need a full shutdown of New York City and New York State. The only reason none I think of that we should happened, have a permanent shutdown of New York, New York City. But anyways, <laughs> but anyway, the only reason that didn't happen is because of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo um, and him publicly saying no, no martial law, no, no national lockdowns. Um, so so again, I definitely disagree. I don't like Andrew Cuomo, but uh, commending, him on, uh, right. commending him on that. And also because another politician, if, if it was in the United Kingdom or if it was in Australia would take that situation and make it that much worse with those kind of draconian actions. He resisted that, publicly pushed it away against it, and it hasn't happened so far. Donald Trump as well, allowing the states to do what they want is, is something that, of course, is important here because he has an opportunity to, to get a lot of power to say, you know what? This is a crisis. We're stepping in. The federal government is going to tell you what to do. He's not doing that. He's stepping back and he's saying the states will get to decide what they want to do, how they want to enforce this, uh, what, whatever they want to do, they will do. Uh, and he hasn't been stepping in. He said he could step in if he sees something egregious, but so far he hasn't. I mean, what about and, the and police be- going after the First Amendment with people who are trying to go you know, to Easter or Sunday service? And of course, not that's, to, I mean, by that's- state, state by state basis. That's by state by state basis. So a state is enforcing those laws. Uh, a local jurisdiction is enforcing those laws. It hasn't been something mandated uh, by the federal government. Because, because again, this is important to bring up here because if you're in charge of the federal government, you have a crisis. I, I could see Bush, I could see Obama, I could see Hillary Clinton doing far worse, but uh, Donald Trump hasn't I done think that. They've so already I, done far, I think they've already done far worse because for me, yeah. the biggest thing was the Federal Reserve. And so by then, by his criticism of the Federal Reserve was exactly that they weren't doing the same stuff they're doing from Obama. In 2016, he said, uh, Janet Yellen is doing political things to help out uh, Hillary and Obama. So that way, Obama just wants to golf all day and they're keeping rates low. And then he gets in there and starts criticizing the Fed for not yeah. keeping rates low, doing the same thing Obama was doing. And so by me, the big power grab was, oh, boom, we get this you know, $6 trillion or $2 trillion, whatever, however much you want to count, count that as. And now the Fed's coming in, buying up junk bonds, buying up corporate bonds. They're probably going to start yeah. buying muni yeah. bonds. That was the power play right there. And with yeah. Donald Trump had that decision when he got in office that he could either keep the, with the BS you know, narrative and try to keep this whole BS thing going and take the easy way out. And that's what he did. Or he could take the hard way out and try to do like a Dr. Ron Paul and say, philosophically, this is why there shouldn't be a Federal Reserve. This is yeah. why we're screwed. But he's, his whole thing was, and this is the 40 chess, is that he wanted to get the economy going, which is why, you know, three months ago, somebody asked about the debt. He goes, who cares about the debt? We've got a country now. No one cares. Well, now we don't have a country and we don't have the debt and we've got this gigantic pile of debt. Yeah. But he but he was screwed though from day one because if he were to tell the truth, he would have gotten crucified. And if he were to go in there and do what he's doing now, and then eventually I thought they're going to pull the rug from out from under him, which I think is what they just did in, in most spectacular way imaginable, that uh, he'd get the blame for this too. So he was in a win-win, a lose, sorry, a lose-lose situation. Yeah. He chose the easy way out by trying to prop up the stock market, allowing all the companies to repatriate their funds, get all the stock buybacks, increase the share prices. And so for me, it's been a complete disaster. And the number yeah. one thing I didn't want him to do was to expand the Federal Reserve. And now he's done that. So for me, he's done absolutely no favors. And I don't want to take a victory lap on the fact that all of our rights haven't been taken away. Only no, no, no. There's no, there's no victory. There's no victory lap here. There's two caveats socially, politically, economically. He's handed the keys over to Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs is running with this and benefiting from from this. And we're having hedge funds and the 0.1 percent actually be protected throughout all the economic damages. Everyone is totally screwed. So yes, 
definitely agree with you on that point. Those are uh, two caveats. Other than that, it's all bad. <laughs> uh, but but those two caveats are important to note here. And uh, I think they're worth mentioning. But other than that, uh, 100% on point with what you just said there. Well, I feel uh, bad because this is like the one show that we're really been today. We've been disagreeing a lot. And it's the one time you've been pronouncing my name, you know, somewhat correctly, too. So it's uh, Did I? Uh, so, you know, better, better, better than usual. So, <laughs> but no, it's just I, I do not. I think that this is. You know, been a complete power grab on so many different levels that we haven't even seen it. And maybe the government doesn't need to declare martial law because on a state level, on a state level, yes. Well, they don't. It, it they don't. They don't need to because people have already declared martial law on themselves. And what we've seen polls where it said something like eighty percent of the people, if they're allowed to go outside today, would decide to still shelter in place. And so that's even one up. They, they don't need to add the law because people have already been fearmongered into doing it themselves, which is to me even worse. So it's like you don't need to ban people from saying something. You just make them scared to say it to begin with and have them self-censor, have them self, you know, decide not to go outside. And so I think that's even worse to some extent. I mean, maybe let us know in the comments if you guys don't think that's worse. If you're on Team Luke or Team Tim, uh, I don't know, we got it going from the last video. So I don't know, let us let us know what you guys think. But yeah, uh, we discussed that in the previous video. So you guys could see the kind of extensive points that we've made in that video. Uh, whatever hashtag you guys decide to use feel free to use, but that's the kind of take. Just wanted to add two kind of little caveats on there. Doesn't mean that everything's hunky-dory. Definitely not a victory lap. Definitely a time to be more vigilant than ever, to pay attention to what's going on, and that's what we're attempting to do here on Change the News. If you appreciate that, share this video. So Stay what's tuned happening right now all around the world is infuriating and making my blood boil. And of course, I'm talking about the overreaching, heavy-handed response by law enforcement with the particular situation that we're dealing with that is made worse by their actions. And again, what we're seeing happening is just mind-boggling. And, and I can't tell you how just angry it gets me. And seeing governments, particularly the Australian government, see this as an opportunity to generate revenue. As it's being reported right now that recently Australia raked in $1 million in fines for people allegedly breaking new rules that just came out of nowhere. Again, the, the enforcement of this social distancing is just absolutely insane on many levels. One of them, of course, being that a lot of officers are being impacted with this. A lot of people have this sickness, don't even know it. In particular studies that were done in Italy, it was found out that 80% of the spread was done by individuals who have this sickness and don't even know it, them being particularly super spreaders. And now when individuals, this is happening so much, when individuals are in nature, alone, by themselves, not bothering anyone, Following the social distancing protocols, what do police officers do? They crowd around them. They put them in handcuffs. They don't have protective gear. They don't have goggles. They don't have masks. They don't have uh, gloves, nothing. But then they put their hands up close to individuals, grab them, and then throw them into jails with hundreds of other people. And this is a way of fighting social distancing. This is so backwards and insane. Tim, 
I, I don't know what you make of it, but this is an extreme overreach, something that's making the situation worse. And I think we should play a little clip. I don't know if you want to introduce this clip or just go into it and straight, straight play it. But in the United uh, Kingdom, this looks like where this video took place. We have an officer with an LGBTQ uh, little lanyard. So everything's okay here. Everything's allowed here. Literally breaking down the door of an individual to make sure that he's social distancing. This is crazy, Tim. Yeah, we actually were playing some of that B-roll, uh, you know, the entire time. So it was so right now we got about another minute of it. But yeah, we see the the police officers protecting and serving. So just making sure everyone's getting a nice healthy dose of protecting and serving. Now we also, and we'll play this in a little bit, we also have stories of police breaking up church services around the country. Uh, I mean, and I just want to point out, I mean, let's just talk about, you know, the First Amendment. I mean, here we are, you know, it's Easter weekend. Uh, I mean, it's, I guess it's not the weekend anymore, but, you know, it's, it's Easter time and we've got to worry about the police breaking up church service. I mean, what if only there was an amendment that could, you know, help protect against that? I mean, the First Amendment, what people unfortunately don't realize is that the First Amendment actually states that the police are not, I know Luke's trying to jump in right now, so we'll get back to that point. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things we got to discuss because we see things a little bit differently because, again, I still want to take this thing seriously. There's still a lot of unknowns. I'm still leaning towards the big possibility that this is a bioweapon that came out of the, the facility because of so many other things that I could just talk about right now. But if this is a bioweapon, we're getting so, so much conflicting data. We don't know the full aspect of it. Nothing is really certain. And I still would say, take this more seriously than not. It's rather to be safer than sorry. It doesn't hurt you to put on a mask. It doesn't hurt you to put on gloves. It doesn't hurt you to respect the space of others, especially the older or immune compromised. It doesn't hurt you. And I think by doing that, we could prevent this situation, this crisis from getting worse, which would prevent more government from coming in. That's been my strategy from the beginning. We don't know what this is. Take this seriously. Protect your loved ones. Give them space. Let's take self-responsibility. Make sure that this doesn't spread uh, because we don't know what it is or what's going to happen or the larger effects of this. So government doesn't have an excuse to come in. That's been my strategy from the beginning. But you've got to understand here. Government has been making the situation worse by, again, just lying to people about human-to-human -human transmission, like the World Health Organization lied about, lying about masks, which they're still doing in some instance. But here, I want to particularly go to this video, which looks like it came out of the United Kingdom, uh, but but it's, it's a guy who clearly was not opening the door to police officers. Uh, again, a lot of police officers should could be super spreaders already. 20% of the NYPD has been calling in sick. Police officers are, are very likely to get this because of their just insane actions. But this is an insane action to the highest degree. Literally knocking on the guy's door saying, hey, are you social distancing? Yes. OK, we got to come in. Why? Why should I make contact with individuals that aren't wearing the protective gear that are going contact to contact to contact? spreading this sickness. Why do I have to open my door? He denied them opening the door. So he went into his living room. The cops literally kicked down, broke down his door without a warrant, just by knocking at the door. And the guy's like, hey, I don't want to make, you're going to get me sick. He sounds like an older guy. The cops come in and they're like, oh, we just got to look around. <laughs> what is wrong with them? I mean, they, they just endangered that individual, if we're going by the official story, his life. Why? To, to make sure that he's not endangering other people's lives. I mean, this is so backwards. And there was another tweet uh, pointed, uh, sent out in the United Kingdom by law enforcement. I don't know if you could pull it up. It's by Got the it Central up. Community Team. But it says, 
This is this is the hubris. This is this is not about keeping you safe, by the way. This is about controlling you. Okay. And we need to understand this. We need to wake up to that reality that right now government is trying to see what they could get away with. That's a big reality we need to understand here because how else could you explain? Well, I, I, I think there's I mean, I really think that there's an important distinction there because I think you're right that we are trying to see what government will get away with. And so by me, like for me, uh, you know, I'm pretty much living my life as normal right now because I don't want, you know, to have the government tell me what I can and can't do. And and I think that by having me bow down and say, oh, well, I'm going to social distance because it's not otherwise... bowing down. It's being respectful of older people. It's being respectful. Well, then they should stay home. Well, then they should stay home then. I mean, if I have yeah, some people don't have that option, some people don't have that luxury. Some people do have to go get groceries. Some people do have to do that. Again, we could agree to disagree, but again, we still don't know a larger the, the larger ramifications here. We still don't know exactly how this. Well, I think is going the to I think it's a trial balloon. I think it's all a trial balloon for next time when they release maybe even more deadly bioweapon or something. And maybe it, when it is a legit bioweapon, then okay, well then we have to then take those precautions. But well, this, we don't know that, and it could be. And you're playing, you're risking it. You're being foolish and, and risky about something that we don't know about. That's that's my take on it. And again. Uh, we see things differently, but but we, I think we could agree the response by the authorities is not helping. And from my yeah, we, particular point of view, it's spreading the sickness. Uh, and, and, and that's also an, an important distinction here. But again, this is overreaching. We could come back to this. Let's discuss this in a little bit. But let's get, let's get to this tweet because this tweet is important to same. show you how crazy these officers are and what they think they could get away with, which is absolutely insane, because look what they're saying here. This is their quote, quote, if you think that by going for a picnic in a rural location, no one will find you. Don't be surprised if an officer appears from the shadows. We are covering the whole country. What? What? You're, again, when people are out in nature by themselves, you know, with their families, respecting other people's space and distances that sh that shouldn't be an arrestable offense they're not spreading any sickness or disease by doing that they're actually you know doing something that's good for their um, immune system getting some sun getting some vitamin d get, getting some nature which is which is key here and for police officers just to take this thing into their own hands you could see how crazy they're running with it i mean the photo is just crazy they're getting a ton of backlash and that's why if you go if you scroll down a little bit they needed they needed to respond since of course this tweet now has been getting ratioed with over close to 5,000 responses, only only about uh, 600 uh, hearts, but 5,000 responses and all of them are just chewing out this, you know, police department. But they had to issue uh, <laughs> a clarification saying, quote, we're aware of some concerns in relation to this tweet. Yeah, you don't think so? You think police officers busting granny or, or little kids? Being in nature or being in their garage, they're also doing that. People are, are, are in their backyards and police officers. Let's are not give any ideas. Yeah. yeah. And, and they said, quote, please rest assured that it was well-intentioned. Yeah. 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 So was so was Germany uh, during the 1930s. OK. All yeah, right. The road, the right. road to hell was paved with good intentions. I yeah. mean, let's not forget about that. Going on, quote, we are carrying our patrols across the country to ensure people are complying with the advice. I mean, no, 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 no. You're issuing fines to make money for people to, of course, enrich themselves, to, of course, punish and control individuals who, of course, are not doing anything wrong. 
again, she was second clarification because of just them getting chewed out. And again, this is what boils my blood here because knowing what I know, seeing what I see, knowing that I should be taking this seriously, and I hope other people will take this seriously as well, this is this doesn't help anyone. But they go on, quote, we appreciate the weather is lovely, but picnics aren't essential. So we'd encourage you to enjoy the sun from home and said encourage, or, or you mean arrest people, violate social distance and throw them in jail or take away their money. Insist? No, 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 no. Let's just be honest here. You're, you're jackboot thugs that are, are punishing people for doing nothing wrong. They go on, please remember, we're all, t- we're all just doing what we can to help save lives in different difficult situations. You're not. You're, you're spreading the sickness uh, by doing that. And you're most likely have some super spreaders inside the police officers that are making this worse. Again, now, Tim, we could have a discussion here. I kind of I kind of just wanted to go off these kind of central points here. But again, in the UK, the police officers protect uh, child abusers. They have a long history of that. They're, they're not here protecting the people. We know that for sure. I don't trust the government, but I do think the best way to approach this. And again, let's let's address this. Let's let's uh, I'm going to let you speak to, of course. But the, the best way to ad- address this is for everyone to respect everyone's space. Take this seriously wear masks, protect themselves from the surveillance state, be respectful of others. And for right now, as we're still figuring out what's going on, if this is real, if this is not real, if this is really contagious, if this is not real contagious, as we're still, if this is a bioweapon or not a bioweapon, as we're still finding all of this out, as we're seeing the devastation in Iran, in Italy, as we're all figuring this out, I think it's better to be safer than sorry and at least do everything through public education and information. I don't think it's wise to be going out in the middle of the street with large groups of people being like, eh, you know, you know, F you. Uh, we're all going to you know, do that because, again, there's no avoiding a lot of individuals who don't have the luxury of not going to their grocery store and other stuff like that. That's my take on it. I'm going to let you speak without interrupting you now. Okay. All right. I mean, and I think we we all want to accomplish, you know, the same things. But for me, I mean, I don't want to let this crisis, you know, the, the opportunity here is, you know, you can't have a police state without the police. And what the police are doing right now is acting like the jackbooted thugs that they that they usually are. Uh, and 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 if you don't push back on against it, then this is then this behavior is going to keep continuing and continuing and continuing. And so, luckily now, I think there's like an opportunity where the Blue Lives Matter crew that loves the police so much, which is basically all my neighbors around me, which are all great people, but they all love the police. But you know, the police are not there to help you out when you really need them the most. I mean, one of the there was one instance where I, in particular, was out here in rural Arizona, was trying. There was a car accident. There's a police officer got there right before me. I'm out here biking. I go to you know try to see if the if the cop needs any help. And next thing I know is, you know, I'm basically thinking I'm going to be shot for daring, you know, because I didn't have a badge, a shiny badge on to try to help somebody. So this is complete. And meanwhile, to back things up, I've actually been recognized by Sheriff Joe for having the most heroic act in my entire county, the largest county in America. And so it's not like, I, I know, I've actually brought somebody back from the dead before, but now we got police officers who, oh, because I don't have a shiny badge on, I'm not allowed to administer any help. While they're also then going to, right now, you're taking a look at different, uh, you know, places around the country where you're not even allowed to go to church right now. And so, you know what? I don't care. They want to say that the First Amendment is suspended, that the Constitution is suspended. Guess what? The Constitution was here for exactly this moment. The First Amendment does not actually say separation of church and state. It says that the state cannot tell the church what to do. And I see Luke going absolutely crazy over here, wanting to jump in here. But you know what? As part of the state not telling the church what to do, it means that I don't care that the police officers cannot come over to me and say, you can't, you know, 
give this sermon over here. This is Nazi Germany. And so, you know what? If I want to take the risk to do it, then let me take the risk. If you want to stay inside, stay inside. If you want to go, everyone should go have gas masks. I'm going to go mail. I'm actually today going to mail my gas, my not my gas, my mask to my grandparents because, you know, they're walking around with cloth in their face. And I bought masks years ago, but, you know, I'm out here in a more rural area. I'm not, I'm not really concerned. And that's why I'm going to be going to a rally to actually try to open the state of Arizona back up again. But it's good that we have these differing opinions. So that's that, that's reckless. That's very reckless, in my opinion. Some people don't have the luxury of having masks. Some people don't have the luxury of just not being prepared and not having all the food. There are a lot of older people. I want to be respectful of those people. I, I, I just wanted to butt in because is there anything wrong or you disagree with my strategy that I just laid out in the beginning? Because that's the big discussion here. That's what I'm I, what I what I laid out before giving you the, the you know, the stage. Is there anything you disagree with what I just said before that with my strategy here? Well, I think, you know, your strategy is basically, okay, if we, you know, self-isolate now, social distance now, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth that, you know, we can no, get no, no. rid of, I get said, us out I said of respect. Sooner. I said respect people's, this is again, just to clarify my, my thing, have a lot of public information about respecting other people's space, giving them the distance wearing the protective gear, getting the protective gear, and having a big public uh, education thing to make people aware that their actions do matter. Because again, you might think you had it before, you might think you're okay, you might think you're immune. There's data showing that people are getting this again. Uh, again, you do spread it to other people according to some of the data. Um, it, it's not just about you, there's other people impacted here. And I, that's why I think wearing masks, protecting your identity, taking precautions, uh, giving people space, especially the elderly, is something that, that should be encouraged here, that should be spread here. Because again, uh, there's a lot of pain and suffering happening, and I wouldn't want it on my conscience to know that I did it uh, because something that I don't know 100% about. I, 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 do, do you get it? Like, yeah, you don't but, know I, mean, I also don't want it on my conscience to know that my kids can be inheriting a police state where they're going to be tracked. I'm not calling traced. for the police state. I'm pushing back against the police state. I'm criticizing the police state. The police state that's over uh, heavy-handed, that's egregious, that's, that's, the police state is spreading the sickness. That's what I'm saying. And, and, I'm, and one, one of the things that I kind of wanted to back, kind of ping off you is that a lot of people didn't take this seriously. Uh, the media, uh, the government saying it's just the flu, it's contained, don't worry about it. And a lot of people you know, aren't taking it seriously. And this is why some people say we're at the position that we're in now. This is why we're in a bad situation. I think because people don't take it seriously, it's only going to get worse. There's a possibility that that could happen. Uh, there's, a, there's a possibility that that could happen. And when, when things get even more worse, the government is going to have more people, more lemmings saying, hey, we want more government. We want you to come in more. So wouldn't it be smarter to prevent all of that by taking self-responsibility for ourselves and the people in our community and trying to prevent it? Well, the same government that was funding, what was it, three and a half million dollars to the Wuhan, you know, laboratory over in China, you know, it, I don't so, disagree it's, with you. so it's like, uh, you know, it's it's like the famous economist, Harry Brown, libertarian economist said, you know, the government's great at, you know, breaking your leg and then giving you a crutch. And so We're that's talking exactly about strategy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I totally and, and, agree. And then I think we both have this, want the same end result. There's just different ways to get to it. Now, if I was in New York City, if I was in Philly, if I was in LA, if I was in um, you know, one of these other hell holes that probably Maria Bronovich wants to go, you know, congregate in, uh, and probably that's where a lot of her followers, you know, are in. Uh I I would probably listen to you and not want to be social. I would not want to be community. I mean, I would not want to be around all those people anyways. But uh, you know, but I'll, I feel like where I'm at, I feel like I'm in a little safer environment, and I'm with a lot of people who are probably. And you know what? 
if you're if you are immune compromised or you're old or you're worried about this, you're not gonna be showing up to a rally to try to open up the state. And if you are, yeah. then that's on you. That's your own risk. That's not my. I, I, I but don't. You put might the have guilt. to go to the supermarket, and you might not have the best protective gear. You might have to go get food. I've already I've already have months worth of food that I've yes, stored up. And if you didn't, then is that my fault? Don't. Is that my fault that I've spent money preparing for this stuff when other people didn't? That's that's not my but fault. But it might be your you... fault if you spread something and hurt someone. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, maybe and then the most dangerous thing you could do is going outside and driving. I mean, I take a risk, you know, riding my bike and having, you know, teenage girls can go hit me while I'm driving. I mean, there's so many more dangerous things that I do on a daily basis. I mean, putting out these videos and trying to expose people like Bill Gates and Marina Abramovich and the CIA and all this other stuff. I mean, that's dangerous. And so, I mean, I feel like this is more that's more dangerous to me. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't equate. I've done a lot of crazy, reckless stuff, too. But, uh, you know, I, I know when my life is in my hand and I know there's a possibility that my actions may put somebody's life in jeopardy. And that's why I rather just take precautions. And I and I don't want more jackbooted police officers. And I think if really more people would have taken this seriously, there wouldn't be an excuse to have those jackbooted police officers that are now punishing people for being in nature. I think people should be in nature. I think people should get sun. I think people should resist against these crazy police state lines, but while at the same time being respectful of a lot of other people and taking this seriously. That's my take on it. You disagree. That's okay. We're here to have that discussion. People are going to let us know what they think in the comment section below. And of course, we encourage them. Are you on team, team Luke or Team Tim? Hey, put it down in the yeah. comments. So who knows? Hashtag, uh, we need some catchy. Isn't it like The Bachelor here. or something? I think it's, I think I saw one of the Twitter things is starting again. So, you know, team, I don't know how they do these things. I'm not, I'm not uh, up in pop culture. Hashtag uh reckless <laughs> oh i got i'm at hashtag reckless. reckless if you're compared to you when i've got luke radowski calling me reckless <laughs> it's time for me to reevaluate my life when i've got luke radowski telling me that i'm reckless that, that's <laughs> like the low point of my life when, I, when yeah. i'm being reckless hashtag reckless hashtag uh, 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 uh susie safe or something i don't know all right well uh, as long as you're susie safe and uh what am i terrible uh, tim uh, so. whatever uh people will let us know in the comment section right. below uh but uh, I, again that's our take on it we're here to have a discussion we're not afraid to have that discussion it's, it's good that we're, we're not, not just afraid. having a big agreement fest of oh yeah we just agree 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 on everything because there's people watching this that agree with me and people that agree with you and people that are in the middle and people that you know are like how did i end up on this channel uh what am i doing here and uh but may if you are on the channel for the first time please make sure to hit that bell subscribe change the news it's very important that we you know especially in these early days that we help uh you know help uh i guess get around the algorithm and grow the channel so we would appreciate that also have a podcast that we'll have in the links but uh anything anything else uh no, before, before you never the... invite me back on again? No, <laughs> no, no, of course. As you know, when we started the show, I never told you what you can and cannot say. I never told you know set any guidelines. It's all about free speech. It's all about having that conversation. We never censor comments in the comment section below because the way to progress humanity and ourselves is to be able to talk about the things that a lot of people are afraid to talk about. We're not afraid to talk about that here. That's why we are independent media, and that's why you're here with us. Love you guys. Stay tuned for more here on Change the news.